In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So right now, um, in fact, the reason that we are doing the service in this way is because we have been asked to do something that's called social distancing. This is not what social distancing means, but if you took that word literally, social distancing, tragically, I think that's something that we are already experiencing. And what I mean by that is that we're living in a time where certain groups feel extremely suspicious of other certain groups. And you can see it, you can feel it all around us in this city, in this region, but it's throughout the whole country. People wear their stripes. People don't always have uh, the benefit of the doubt for that person who is part of the other, whatever the other may be. People get their truth from different sources, and the truth doesn't square. So we find that even though we think we're speaking the same language, we actually aren't able to communicate. And you know, there's nothing new under the sun. What we just heard about in the Gospel of John this morning, the lesson that we had today, it's about social distancing that was at play in Jesus' time. So he was traveling through the region and needed to stop for water, and the others he was with had gone off to get some provisions. So he was alone in the heat of the day, and he goes to the well, Jacob's well, and there's a woman there who's there to get water, and he asks her for water. And the writer of the gospel wants to make sure that we don't miss the point that this isn't a normal thing. It's not an okay, accepted thing in his time. Jews and Samaritans hate each other. They're socially distant. They fear each other. They're suspicious of each other. And they are not to mix. They are not to talk to each other. They are certainly not to share water or anything else with one another. And yet he asked this woman for some water on this hot day. Another thing that uh, Bible scholars have observed and pointed out is that it's a very unusual thing that this woman would be at the well in the heat of the day. In more normal circumstance, she would be there in a cooler time, like in the evening. And in fact, that's why there's no one else at the well at that time. That's the normal time to go. And it's actually part of the glue of society to go get water together. It's the water cooler conversation in an ancient form where people would see each other and they would share the news of the day and they would be connected socially. She's socially distant from her own people. And you don't know why until as the conversation plays out, we realize that she has been an outcast because of her life. So Jesus and this woman have this conversation which begins with some misunderstanding. Uh, Interestingly, she thinks when he talks about water and he says living water, the word um, living water in his day, she would have thought he meant running water or spring water, flowing water. It's the exact same word. But he's speaking of water that is something higher. He makes it clear it's the spirit. And over this course of this conversation, the misunderstanding yields to an understanding. By increments, she starts to understand that he is the Messiah, and we start to understand that who the Messiah is, is one who breaks these barriers, who overcomes the social distancing of that or any age, and invites us to do the same. 
which takes courage, which gets us out of our comfort zone. I want to say about uh, this term that I'm using now in a different way than what we're talking about in terms of coronavirus. Um, I actually think we should use a different term. We shouldn't say social distancing. We should say perhaps physical distancing. That's a good thing. That will stop disease. Uh, that's what we're being asked to do. And in fact, this um, church, I'm so sad that it is mostly empty, but I'm grateful for the few people who are here who we're doing the service together, and I'm glad that you're distancing yourselves physically from one another in the pews. Thank you for doing that. Um, physical distancing is what we need to do now to be responsible. And to be responsible, I believe, is a loving act. But we shouldn't be socially distant. In fact, all the more that we should be as socially connected as possible. It's so interesting. We have these tools that uh, technology has given us today, and we all know technology can distance us, but now we can be creative. We can be innovative in finding ways, hopefully, as we're doing now or attempting to do, to be connected. Think about somebody that you know who might need a call right now. Reflecting on this, I was realizing, for me personally, I'll share, I am half extrovert and half introvert, and I can relate to the introverts who are probably not picking up the phone and calling friends because we're introverts. It's hard to do that. If you're an extrovert, pick the phone up. Call your introvert beloved friends. Reach out to them. FaceTime them. Use Zoom. Use whatever tools there are because we're not meant to be socially distant. We are meant to be socially connected. And facing the challenges that we're facing together, we realize that we are one, which is one of the teachings of this lesson that we cannot miss. Jesus talks about the living water. And the water is a way of teaching about the gift of the Spirit. Now, I used to believe that uh, we were 97% spirit, 97% uh, water because I heard that somewhere. And unfortunately, I will share with you now, I looked it up, and according to the internet, we're actually only about 60% water. Um, so it's not quite as powerful. Yet, 60% water, we are more than half water. And as a, a priest friend of mine named Jimmy Barks has pointed out, it's a good thing to remember if you're more than 60% spirit, everyone else is too, even those people that you have a hard time loving. And when you're having a hard time loving those people with whom you might find yourself socially distant, just remember they too are 60% water and definitely 60% spirit. It's a humbling thing too to think about this analogy. Water gives us life. And the water that gives us life now is water that has given life to every other part of creation. The water in the streams and the rivers and the springs and the rain. We are one with all those things in a real physical way. Just like the Spirit binds us all together too. This is the truth. Jesus used water to teach us that. So finally, I, I want to share a well-known concept that is only well-known thanks, well, worldwide it is only well-known, thanks to the teaching of Archbishop Tutu, Desmond Tutu, who shared with us the concept from 
from where he comes from in Africa, the concept of Ubuntu. Ubuntu is a word that means I am because you are. I am because you are. There's a phrase that I have learned from South African friends of mine, a greeting you say to one another. When you see somebody, you don't say hello, you say saubona. And the answer is yebo. And what that means, saubona means I see you. And the answer is I am seen, yebo. Think of that. Think of ways that you can see others. If you are seen, let others know that you're seen. We have to do this in a more intentional way now than we normally have to do, but that's good practice. And I pray that we'll be able to carry this on even after this episode, however long it lasts, we'll be able to practice Ubuntu. And one more important thing I wanna say about Ubuntu is that it shows us the importance of sacrifice. We are at the beginning stage of this, and I predict that uh, this is probably the easiest stage. I think it's going to get harder. I think it's going to get much harder. And everybody will suffer to some extent. Some will suffer greatly. This is our opportunity to practice compassion. Jesus has reminded us and wants us to know that we are connected to one another. The barriers come down, especially at a time like this. Remember that you are 60% spirit, and so is everybody else. And I know that some of our leaders are asking us to sacrifice. All leaders should be reminding us that now is the time to sacrifice. It's our Christian duty, in fact, to live that way, and to not be selfish, but to be looking and seeing all of our brothers and sisters, finding ways that we can be of help in small ways and large ways. If we do that, we will be inspired by the spirit of love. Salubona, Yebo. Amen.